Welcome to the Eagles Live Podcast, episode 34. I'm insider Dave Spadaro, and do we ever have a show for you? The Eagles are 2-0, the cross-state rival Steelers are 2-0, and Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field, the teams meet with a chance for the Eagles to really, truly find out about themselves early in this regular season. We're going to explore all of that in our Eagles Live Podcast, beginning with our weekly exclusive interview with head coach Doug Peterson. Doug, you've got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming to town. This is a complete football team. What have you seen from them as you study them all week? Pittsburgh's a great football team. You know, number one, that's led by Big Ben. He kind of gets that thing going and with the playmakers on offense that they have. And when you look at the defensive side of the ball, they got guys that just play sound football. They're not a big bells and whistles. They're not going to flash at you. They're built to stop the run, and that's what they've done these last couple of weeks, and, and it's a big test for us. What do you think you've accomplished with this football team through two weeks? Well, number one, you know, obviously you go in each week wanting to win the football game. We've kept our turnovers down, obviously, and we've created turnovers, which is a big in the National Football League. And, you know, at the same time, too, getting him uh, exposed to, obviously, the game and to have him have success just builds on his confidence and builds on the team's confidence. And I think those are some things that had this gone the other way, now you're trying to build it up even more each week and trying to get his confidence back up. But, you know, Carson's played well. The offense has played well. Two weeks in a row where we've been able to run the ball for 100 yards in both games. Time of possession has been key in the first two football games. And, you know, again, the turnover ratio has been in our favor. Do you think Carson has raised the level of play of those around him? I think so. I think he's the type of guy that, that sort of demands that from the guys around him, and guys don't want to let him down. You're seeing that on the practice field during the week and, and obviously during the game, and he's got such great command out there. You see him directing traffic and directing protections and working well with Kelsey and, and the offensive line, and it's like watching a veteran quarterback. Sometimes you don't realize that he's still a rookie only going into his third game. Do you treat him like a veteran quarterback? Is he come that far along mentally, emotionally, mature-wise? I think there's a line there. I still think you have to treat it and treat him as, when I say as a rookie, with all the peripheral stuff, with all the stuff outside of the building, we got to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's football. You know, and, and sometimes as rookies, you get caught up, I think, in some of the hype, some of your press clippings. Do I think Carson's that type of guy? No, I don't. But sometimes you can't help but uh, put yourself and listen to some of the peripheral stuff. So from that standpoint, I have to treat him like a first-year player, obviously, and continue to monitor that for him and keep him focused on football. How would you know if he's believing his press clippings, if he's you know buying into the hype? How would you know? Well, it would affect him. You would be able to see it during the week. Obviously, you would see it in his preparation. You'd see it on the football field on game day. And that's where it would obviously show up. It may not show up in week three or week four or five, but eventually it would show up and you'd have to reel it back in. And the one thing that makes him special is that he's been able to separate all of that and keep it at bay and really, as I said, keep the main thing the main thing, and that's playing football. I know every game in the NFL is important during the course of a regular season. The Steelers are 2-0. and They've got two big wins against Washington and Cincinnati. Do you see this is any kind of litmus test to just find out just how good your football team is? Uh, this will be a good test, good challenge for us. You know, obviously you played them in preseason and that's one thing, but now it's the regular season. And, and again, this is a good football team and we get them at home, you know, our crowd and everything there. So we're excited about that and being back in our building. And it's a good challenge for our football team. See where you stack up and see how you favor with one of the better teams in the National Football League. Thanks, Doug. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks, Dave. So what does this game mean for the Eagles? They've beaten Cleveland and Chicago, two teams that aren't considered among the elite of the NFL. They now face an unbeaten Steelers team that is at the top of the power rankings in the media, a team that is powerful on offense and disruptive on defense, a team that has Super Bowl aspirations for a very good reason. Wide receiver Jordan Matthews understands all of that, and he puts this game into perspective from a player's point of view. 
Um, it's definitely going to be a competitive matchup. You know, you don't want to make it like bigger than it is, obviously. But, you know, at the same time, you know, guys understand, you know, what's going to go down on Sunday. We played a team in Cleveland. We felt like we just came out. We were the better team. You know, we did what we need to do. Versus Chicago, we knew we were going to have a chance to kind of impose our will the same way. When you come against a team like the Steelers, they're thinking the same thing about us that we think about them. And they're a confident group. Teams that say that they're going to put up 30 points every single game, people just don't say that. You don't just throw that out there unless they truly believe that, and they do. So what does that mean for our offense? We got to go out and we got to say, yo, we're going to put up 30-40. And so what does that entail? This week of practice has to be huge, and then just the level of confidence we got going to the game with us be at an all-time high. The Eagles' defense, which has allowed only two touchdowns in two games, will be severely tested in this one. So let's focus on that side of the ball here. Cornerback Nolan Carroll has complete respect for the Pittsburgh offense, starting with quarterback Ben Roethlisberger and extending through a very talented group of skill position players. Carroll talks about the state of the Eagles' defense and the challenge of playing Pittsburgh. We still got a long ways to go, but you know we're heading in the right direction as far as you know what we're trying to do. The objectives every single week, you know, just to really get after the quarterback, get them off the spot, and, and force errors by the offense to make them do things that they don't necessarily like doing. So we're doing well. We're on the right path, but you know there's still a lot of room we can improve upon. How do you look at Sunday's game against this offense? You no, know, it's definitely going to be a different type of offense than we're so used to seeing. You know, it all starts with the quarterback Ben. You know, he's a guy that stands on the pocket, fearless. He's got a big arm. You know, pressure the rush and doesn't affect him as much as the first two quarterbacks that we played. Uh, they got great receivers. You know, they have Antonio Brown, they got Wheaton, they have Sammy Coates, they have Titan that's pretty good. Um, they got a running back that's their workhorse right now. So, you know, they got a bunch of different weapons in a bunch of different areas. So it, for us, it's just going to be one of those matchup things, you know, one of those things that we have to be aware of what's going on every single down and distance, you know, know where 84 is at all times and just know what they like to do. They're Brandon Brothers stuff and, and try and take it away. Is this kind of a litmus test to kind of really find out for sure where the defense is? That's every week, you know. This is a dangerous offense. You know, this is really one of the true tests of the season for us. It's the first test of the season for us, so you know, we'll see how it goes on Sunday. I think if we do what we're supposed to do, it should be good. 2-0 and for this football team. Do you have a sense now of just how good the Eagles can be? No, it's just the basis right now. You know, we've laid the foundation for you know, the first two games of the season, but, you know, it's week to week. You know, nothing's ever won the first two weeks of the season. I take the week by week, practice by practice, and that's what we're doing right now and, and getting ourselves ready for this game on Sunday. Thank you. No problem. Carroll is part of a revamped Eagles secondary that has held up through two games. It's a unit that defensive backs coach Corey Undlin knows will have to be at its very best on Sunday. Here is some time with Undlin on the state of the secondary and the matchup against Pittsburgh. Corey, the Eagles defensive backs, a lot of change this year. What have you seen through two games? How do you feel about the progress you've made back there? We're 2-0. and That's obviously a positive. Not mistaken that with playing perfect ball yet. we got a lot of improvement to make, like what we've done in two games. Obviously created some turnovers. I mean, that's the whole defense with the front, the linebackers. I think we're playing fast. Jim's got these guys wired in. A couple balls over our head there in both games that uh, we got to eliminate. But I like where we're trending. Like I said, we've gotten two wins, which is what we're striving for. And obviously with this challenge that we have coming up this week, week, uh, we got to be on top of our stuff. If you're not, it can get out of hand with this group. This is obviously a very talented group from the quarterback to the wideouts to the whole deal. So this will be a great challenge. I'm looking forward to it. The players are looking forward to it. They're already talking about it when we got on the plane coming back. So we'll take it day by day, keep going until we get to Sunday. Corey, what's your message to these guys every day? What do you want to see? Uh, I want to see improvement every single day they come in. You can't stay the same. You know, There's no flat line in this business. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And our entire mindset, that's from me. That's from the players. That's from the players to me. you got to come in every 
every single day find one way to get better. Could be anything. Could be in the meeting room. Could be on the field. Could be an individual team period. Could be in the jugs machine after practice. Continue to get better. If you don't, then this thing levels off, and then obviously you start trending in the wrong way. And then when that happens, it's not good. So I feel great about the group. I think Jim's obviously put us in a great position with everything that he's done and brought to us. So uh, we're going to keep following his lead and feel good about the room and that we're capable of doing that again one day at a time. And hopefully we can get better. Jalen Mills, seventh round draft pick. Where's he made his most improvement? Do you think from May's draft to now? Uh, I would say this, preseason games that he played in, and then now obviously having the opportunity to play in two games, a little bit the first game, and then obviously a lot last night. And we just talked about it, but there's no substitute for experience. The more you can be out there in a game, playing live, when you have to be completely disciplined, locked in on every snap, there's no do-overs when you're inside the line. So as long as he can keep doing that, I think he's going to get better. I like where he's at right now. Again, not anywhere close to being perfect. None of us are. But through two games, we're fortunate to have two wins and hopefully you can keep going from there. How's the versatility help you with cornerbacks who can play inside, outside, with safeties who can also come down and play cornerback? How's that help the scheme? Yeah, it makes it versatile. You just said the word. When you have guys that can play multiple spots, it obviously helps, whether it's due to injury and somebody gets danged and you got to put somebody else in there. You don't ever feel like you're in a situation where you can't get through a down or through a quarter of the game. So between Malcolm and Rodney playing there, Jalen Watkins has played corner and safety for us. He did it last year. So that helps. Nolan Carroll has played inside. He's played outside. Brooks and Leo has both played inside. Jalen played a lot the last, you know, kind of ended camp into the last preseason games outside and inside. So feel good with obviously that that opportunity to be able to have guys that can mix around and play different spots. And just obviously the more you can do, frees it up for Jim as well. Do you feel Sunday against the Steelers is kind of a, a see where we're at challenge? I see it as just a great test and a great opportunity to for us to come out, play well, and then uh, show everybody what we are, especially our for ourselves. Uh, we played two great teams the first two weeks, and we found a way to get that done. I think every time you play the next game, obviously it's another challenge. You put more stuff on tape. They have more stuff to look at you and see what you're doing, and then we just got to come out with the right mindset this week. I think we will. I feel really positive that we will. We got to come up and play a solid, solid game, just like you do every week, but uh, we all know this is a good football team that we're going to face this week, so mistakes at a minimum here. Thanks, Corey. You're welcome. Quarterback Carson Wentz is going to gain much of the attention on Sunday, and understandably so. He's been outstanding in his two starts with two wins, three touchdown passes, and zero turnovers. But, says Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, it's the defense that must lead the way on Sunday to defeat Pittsburgh. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl! The Eagles are in the It's Groundhog Day! They did it again! Quarter of the end zone! I don't believe it! This game should be in a museum. Throughout the nation, the number one topic is Carson Wentz. Everybody wants to know about the Eagles rookie quarterback. And you know what? He is everything you could have imagined and more. He is outstanding. But the reason the Eagles won Monday night in Chicago had more to do about the defense than anything else. When the game was on the line, when you needed big defensive plays, it was the defense that rose up and created turnovers. And turnovers kill teams. And the defense was able to take the ball away from the Bears twice on a fumble recovery and, of course, on the Jay Cutler interception. The defense will have an enormous job this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their coach, Todd Haley, prides himself on putting together an offense that will score 30-plus points a game. They have got to attack Ben Roethlisberger. They have got to cover some of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. Keep your eye on Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills, number 31. He may be a rookie. He'll make a mistake from time to time, but he has tremendous confidence, and I think he's on the verge of making a big play.
Merrill talked about the importance of getting to Roethlisberger in this game, and it's something the Eagles did very well in a 2008 game over Pittsburgh at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles sacked Big Ben nine times in a 15-6 victory, and Roethlisberger knows the theme of this Eagles defense is to put pressure on the backfield, a staple of the Jim Schwartz scheme. Well, they're really good. I'll tell you that much. You know, obviously one of the best front sevens uh, you're going to face. They get after the quarterback, the run game. They, they get you behind the chains early. First and second down, you know, they make that second and long, third and long, and then uh, their secondary is good, whether it's sitting in zones, playing man, whatever it may be. Just kind of get you off schedule. Coach Schwartz, when he was in Buffalo and Detroit, you know, we watched a little bit of all those films, and that's his M.O. We have a great defensive line to get after the pass rush. Linebackers filling and speed off the edges. So this is going to be a heck of a test for us. The battle at quarterback will be, of course, intriguing. Roethlisberger has a Super Bowl championships and his respect as one of the game's best signal callers. Wentz prepares for his third NFL start, and he's got a long way to go to reach Roethlisberger's status. The two men shared some time together prior to the NFL draft in the spring, and Roethlisberger is impressed with what Wentz has done in his early NFL days. Well, he's playing well. It's hard. I mean, he's played two games. He's not trying to do too much. He's taking what the defense gives him, uh, makes plays with his feet when he needs to, and throws the ball away when he needs to. So I think he's doing some good things. He's a guy that, when in trouble, uses his legs to get out of uh, out of trouble. I think you see some of that. You see some athleticism coming from him. Obviously, he's a lot younger than I am. But um, like I said, he's played two games. Got a long way to go, but uh, he's on the right track. Time now for our press coverage. NFL Network analyst Mike Mayock worked on the Eagles Network broadcasts during the summer. He saw an Eagles team that went 4-0 in the preseason. Now that the Eagles are 2-0, what has Mayock seen in the regular season that maybe he didn't expect? We talk about the state of the Eagles and, of course, quarterback Carson Wentz in this week's press coverage with Mike Mayock, NFL Network. Mike, here the Eagles are 2-0, and you saw them through the preseason. You've seen them through the first two games of this regular season. What's sticks out for you about this football team? Well, I, I think what we saw in preseason was that they were going to be solid on defense, especially the front four. You have to like their safeties. I think they're playing better on the back end. And of course, the, the rookie quarterback gives everybody hope. What we've seen from him, both in his playing career at North Dakota State, the draft process, and the first preseason game that he played in is nothing seems too big for this kid. And, and he showed that the first two weeks. Are you seeing an example of somebody who's raising the level of play of the players around him? You probably can say that. Whenever you get a quarterback that has the potential to be a top-level quarterback, I think people sense that, and not just the fans, but the players. And I think they've played really smart football. By that, I mean they've played solid defense. They've been able to run the football just enough, and this kid has taken care of the football so far. So when players sniff an opportunity that they could be pretty good, all of them tend to elevate their play. You've talked a lot about how at North Dakota State, he had all the the at-the-line-of-scrimmage adjustments, really took command of everything. So what he's done from college to the NFL, has it surprised you even a little bit? Not as much as maybe people that kind of went, North Dakota State, how can he be any good? I mean, David, I had him on my number one on my top 100 board, not just quarterbacks, all positions. I thought he was the best player coming out of college football. So I knew he had all the tangibles, the big arm, the size, the footwork, the athletic ability, but he's even more impressive with the intangibles, the intelligence, 
experience, the work ethic, the toughness. He does all that as well as any quarterback that I've seen come out in recent years. And to me, that's why it's so exciting. What is the challenge like for him and for this football team on Sunday? Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a little bit different defensively. I mean, let's face it, Cleveland and Chicago were not great defenses. Pittsburgh's different. They're different under Keith Butler than they were under Dick LeBeau. They're going to show him a combination of coverages. They'll drop eight. They'll drop seven to see if he has the patience to hang in the pocket and try to find somebody in a soft zone. They'll come at him with a variety of blitzes. And Pittsburgh's front seven is different than the other two front sevens. They're going to be more difficult to run the football against. So I'm guessing that Pittsburgh's going to want to get him in third and and five plus and force them to be one-dimensional and see whether or not the kid can make plays on third down. And if you're Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, how are you trying to counter that? I think I'm trying to throw play action on first down. And I thought that last week. He took his biggest hits on third down and five plus when they're bringing the house and some things broke down. So if they can't run the football against Pittsburgh and become one-dimensional, that's going to be the biggest challenge for this quarterback in his young career. For Carson, it's kind of the work that he's done Monday through early morning Sundays, and in the case of last week through Monday, that have made such a difference. Did you know that about him, Mike, that he had this kind of drive and this kind of intellect and this kind of interest in looking so deeply at the film? So we get to the Senior Bowl, and he wasn't in awe of anything. He was the best player at the Senior Bowl. We get to the combine and every coach and GM I know is buzzing about this kid on the whiteboard, in the film room, and in the interview process. So I started to get an inkling for what this kid was about. Then I got to his pro day and spent a bunch of time with his head coach, his offensive coordinator, his offensive lineman. And what I found out was the kid never had a B in college, straight A student, first guy in every day, last guy to leave, motivates his offensive lineman, works out with his offensive lineman. His work ethic is what you want. It's it's Peyton Manning, it's Matt Ryan, it's Drew Brees. That's what you want as your quarterback and your leader. And so far, all those things are off the charts. So when I hear he was here at 5.30 in the morning every day, that doesn't surprise me even a little bit. I kind of expected that. In the big picture of this football team, have your expectations changed based on what you've seen so far? Not really. I mean, I think we talked in one of the telecasts preseason, Scott Graham and I, about how the schedule started off with Cleveland and Chicago, both winnable games. And the fact that it was Carson Wentz starting at quarterback was a surprise. And the fact that he played so well was great. But I really think the season as far as finding out a little bit more about what the Philadelphia Eagles are all about starts with the Pittsburgh Steelers. How do the Eagles win this game, Mike? They have to continue to play error free football. So on offense, it's minimizing negative plays, sacks, tackles for loss. It's certainly taking care of the football like he did the first couple. And if Carson throws an interception or two, let's see how he recovers and how the team recovers. Defensively, Antonio Brown, man, uh, the Bengals did a great job of double teaming him a lot of the game, taking him out. But D'Angelo Williams has touched the ball over 30 times a game the first two games. So they present a problem even without Le'Veon Bell and even without uh, Martavis Bryant. They're still on the top two or three offenses in football. And because they run the ball so well, they have great offensive line and because of Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown they present problems everywhere. Big picture with this football team Mike is it fair to think the Eagles can contend in the NFC East the way it has shaped up here early in the season? I look at things differently than most fans do. I look at things like week to week are you getting better and everybody in Philadelphia and I grew up here and I get it you know we're jumping on and off bandwagons very quickly and I just look at this as okay Philadelphia Eagles are 2-0 and and it's exciting. The NFC East is very average. I don't get too far down the line. I say, how are they going to handle the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because if you want to be a playoff team, this is the kind of team you have to compete with. And if they don't win 
but play well again and continue to get better every week, then there's a conversation when we get into week 11 and 12 and 13, but not right now. Last one about Carson, because we can't have enough Carson. The idea that he would listen to the hype, that he would believe the press clippings, that he would slack off in his work ethic or his drive. How do you see him reacting to all of this buzz, all this Wentz mania in Philadelphia? I think he finds a couple buddies and goes hunting. I mean, that's his deal. That's what he did in college. That's what he's going to do here. It's harder to hide here, but I think that's in his DNA. I don't think he necessarily wants the spotlight, but he doesn't shy away from it. Thanks, Mike. You got it. Now something new for the podcast. It's time to introduce our scouting report with Fran Duffy, who takes a look at the powerful Steelers. This game on Sunday afternoon is going to be all about situational football. And really, when the Steelers' offense is on the field, they are one of the best third-down teams in the NFL, converting at a 52% clip. And really what it comes down to with them, obviously they've got great personnel. You've got an elite receiver in Antonio Brown, a dynamite quarterback, and quarterback Ben Roethlisberger with the ability to extend plays in the pocket, but also schematically. They're really good at lining up in trips formation, running different bunch concepts, rubs, crossing routes over the middle of the field, to get receivers open, whether they're down in the red zone where they're also the number one team in the NFL or in the middle of the field on third down, you have to watch for all these different concepts to break open. What does that mean for the Eagles defense? You have to be very disciplined in coverage. You have to stay away from a lot of the traffic patterns that are created by these crossing routes, and you have to be very disciplined on the back end. Antonio Brown is obviously a huge test on the perimeter. The Eagles secondary will have to be technically sound downfield attacking these deep balls because Ben Roethlisberger loves to attack downfield but keep in mind again back to situational football third down in the red zone that's going to be huge for this Eagles defense that'll do it for this Eagles live podcast episode 34 thank you to Brian Thomas for putting it all together so brilliantly thank you to all of you Eagles fans who come back every week to enjoy the podcast we thank you very much it's the Eagles and the Steelers Lincoln financial field 425 on Sunday how good are the Eagles well we're going to know a whole lot more after this game thanks for joining everyone have yourselves a great Eagles day Eagles!